Hey, real estate besties. Today is Tuesday. And around here, that means that we are answering your burning questions. Now, I don't care if it's about a deal that you're working, just a question on how to organize something in your business, or if you just want to dish with your good real estate bestie, I am here to answer your questions. Now, if you have a question, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash ask, and you will be able to leave a voicemail and I will answer your question on the podcast. Let's get into our question for today. Hey, real estate bestie. I'm a realtor from Austin, and my issue is that I don't see a lot of black female realtors represented in my market. And honestly, I feel like I don't belong at times. For example, I've run into issues where I felt other agents were condescending towards me and with clients. I know I stick out and it's not the norm. And in some ways I get that. And I get that as a black woman, I am going to be the only one in the room sometimes. But I would like to get your feedback on how I can show up and be my best self and represent and not allow me being the only agent that looks like me in the room or in my market to not get to me, mess with my head. And also just like, how would you approach a market that's similar to mine? Thanks. Hey girl, hey. Okay, so first of all, thank you so much for your question um, because I know that this is a very vulnerable question to ask and I know a lot of people deal with it, right? And we all have our something, right? The, The something that makes us feel like there might not be room for us in the rooms we enter. And I'm not talking like literal rooms, but I'm just talking about whatever space you're in. So, you know, for some of us, we feel like we may be too female. We're in a male dominated society or a male dominated industry. For some of us, we are a woman of color. You know, I'm African-American. I know that we have besties that are in all spaces. For some of us, we feel like, okay, well, maybe because I don't have this level of education. For some of us, it may be, am I going to get the respect, right, that a different person would get for whatever the reason is. So thank you for saying that because I think that whether we got black women listening or white women or Asian women or whatever, you know, sometimes it's it just feels like, what is it? I don't feel like I belong here. And sometimes it's because people are crappy and make us feel like we don't belong. And sometimes we're bringing our own perspective to the situation. So let me give you a little bit of a story of something that happened to me. So when I first came to Texas nine years ago, this was prior to me becoming a real estate agent. I literally, I was teaching. And I came to teach at a school district that was so different, so different. And when I'm talking about different, I mean, the socioeconomics and the demographics were different than anything that I'd ever taught before. I was going from teaching, you know, inner city youth in Chicago to I taught in an ESL program. So a lot of English, English English language learners. Look, I'm trying to say it myself. And um, so just minorities. I taught a minority population my entire life. And quite honestly, my only interaction with a different race were, you know, a few relationships that I had in high school that quite honestly, none of them actually went anywhere. Right. 
So then you go from there to, I find myself in Frisco, Texas. And, you know, I was really excited to teach in a different environment. But when I got to the school, y'all, this is why I say representation matters. If you are, first of all, the fact that we're women is one whole thing, right? So if you're a woman, volunteer at your kid's school to be in career day, you know, make sure you're showing up, make sure that you're sharing what you're doing because we need other little girls that look like you to see you represented because in seeing you represent, they're going to see themselves. So when I get to this school where I was going to teach, literally the principal was African-American. So that was a bit comforting. She was African-American female, which she, Look, one of my homies to this day, shout out to Sarita. And I got to do it. Like, y'all, I'm going to invite Sarita to the podcast because Sarita really taught me how to lead. But I digress. We're going to talk about that later. And other than that, it was me. (laughs) Okay. So you have a staff of like 60 people and two African-Americans on the staff, which let's be honest. I was kind of used to that, right? And I bet you are too in Austin, Texas. I was used to being the only one of few African-Americans in a professional room. And that's just something that I was used to for my whole life. What I was not used to though, is what's going to happen now when all of these children who don't look like me, when their parents walk into this classroom the first time and they see me because the name Rosemary Lewis is ambiguous, you know, that's what I convinced myself. What are they going to think? Like when they Google the website, you know, the website would come out the day of meet the teacher and they saw me there. What would they do? And this was a kind of a silent area of concern that I had. And it bubbled over, right? Like, uh, you know, there were a couple weeks, we're getting ready for the classroom. I'm meeting my new team. They're great. Everyone's just acting like everything's great. And no one's acting like they noticed that I'm the only black chick around, right? And literally, it was about five, maybe 10 minutes before Meet the Teacher started. I went next door to my co-teacher's room who had been so gracious. She had helped me, you know, get my classroom together, help me understand the dynamics of the school. And I walked into her classroom and I just like, Kelly, I just have to have this honest conversation with you. And I know timing is not ideal, but I have to ask you a question before all these people come in the door. And she's like, sure, Rosemary, what's up? So I'm thinking maybe it was an hour ahead of time. And I was literally in tears and I said, what are these white people going to think when they walk in and see this black woman in the classroom? And her face, y'all, This is what I will tell you is that she just, I could tell she had no idea that this was something that was burdening me. Okay. So that's the first thing is that we have to understand that everybody is coming with their own experience because they just don't understand. Right. Like, like for me, like I will never understand. My husband tells me all the time I can empathize as much as I want to, but I will never understand what it feels like to be a black man. Cause I'm not a black man. Right. I will never understand what it feels like to be a diabetic or I hope I don't cause I'm not diabetic. You know, I don't have certain sensitivities. So just like that, Kelly didn't have, she had no clue that that's what I was going to share with her. But what she said to me next was a game changer in my life. And it really has helped me show up even in this space as I've changed careers. At the time, Kelly had a son who was three years old, same age as Cameron. And she looked at me and she said, Rosemary, I don't know what they're going to say, but let me tell you something. 
you are brilliant. You are articulate. I can tell that you have an immense heart for the children. And if I walked into a classroom and you were Carter's teacher, I would be nothing short of thrilled that you were there. And if, and this is the part, she was like, and if somebody walks into this classroom and they are not thrilled that you are there, then that is their loss. That is their loss. And we had a good cry, right? And and then I wiped my face and I went into that room confidently because what she did was she affirmed me, right? She didn't affirm me because I was a black woman. She didn't affirm me because she just wanted to make me feel good. But she said, no, I see you and I see your value. And if someone does not see you and see or your value, that is on them. So I'm just going to encourage you and say, you know what, we are in all that where we're in a male dominated society or career. We are definitely in a space where, you know, sometimes we don't feel like we belong in those rooms, but you belong. Right. And if someone does not see that or feel that that's on them, that is on them. Your people, you will find your people and your people will find you. But what we are not going to do, because let me just tell you something, jerk agents or jerk people, people that are jerks are going to be jerks no matter what. But we're not going to let the fact that they don't see your value make you feel like you don't belong in this space. If you are clear that you belong, then you go and you show up, you go and you be the best agent, not because you have to prove anything to anybody, but because you deserve to prove to yourself that you get to take up space here. And and I'm just going to tell you just another thing, because literally when I first started in the business, I started off doing cold calling. I was on a team and that's the way they did it. And, you know, I actually like there were definitely some times where I would call people and I knew that, you know, culturally we were different and I didn't know how they would receive me. So on the way to their house, before that listing appointment, you know what? I made sure I knew my stuff. I made sure that I was affirming myself. I made sure that I was listening to music to hype me up on the way over there. And I made sure that, you know what, Lord, if it's for me, it's for me, right? If they see my value, then I know that you're going to allow me to work with these people. And if it's not for me, then remove it from me, right? But I didn't go in expecting the prejudice. Does that make sense? I went or expecting to have to prove myself as a black woman. I went in expecting to prove my worth as a real estate agent. And then this is the very last thing that I'm going to say. I lead with Jesus. And when I say I lead with Jesus, I I will say that I know that sometimes our perspective can be colored based on what we expect of people. And I just expect respect, right? Not because I'm anything or not anything, but because I'm going to give it. And, and, you know, sometimes people show that they're not worthy of us to engage with each other. And I get to choose who I engage with and who I don't. But I'm definitely not going to let your perception or your prejudice or your assumption of why I get to be here dictate whether or not I'm here. So sis, I am rooting for you. I'm rooting for you to really own the space that you're in because it's a lot of get for the getting, right? And um, you may have a few bad apples that don't respect where you are and where you stand, but that's just a few people. Never let them dim, dim your light. They don't get to do that. And just like Kelly told me, you know, that's their problem. <laughs> if they don't see your value, 
that's their problem you're not their people keep it moving okay all right have a good one bestie Okay, besties, have you heard? We have a private Facebook group. Yay! Look, cue the confetti because we are over here growing the real estate bestie community with our Facebook group. So I want you to hop on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook so that you can join it because guess what? That's what we're missing. We are missing you and we are waiting and welcoming you with open arms. So let's talk about what you can get. We are going to develop relationships with other peers in the industry. We're going to support and encourage each other and give valuable resources, just a sounding board where we can grow our businesses together. So again, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook and get in the real estate bestie community today.